Good morning. I feel a little bit uh, interesting. That should be Philippians, but uh, I feel a little bit uh, like the Wizard of Oz this morning. You know, uh, after after he's discovered behind the screen, and uh, he says to to uh, Dorothy and all her companions, "Don't pay attention to the screen." Well, I feel a little bit like him this morning because I don't pay attention to the screen. Now, that's the uh, new Revised Standard uh, version. Will be on the screen, but I would like to read for you uh, out of Paul's letter, his letter to the Philippians, chapter 1, verses 3 through, uh, through 11 in the New English Bible. Paul writes, I thank my God whenever I think of you and when I pray for you all. My prayers are always joyful because of the part you have taken in the work of the gospel from the first day until now. Of one thing I am certain, the one who started the one who started the good work in you will bring it to completion by the day of Christ Jesus. It is indeed only right that I should feel like this about you all, because you hold me in such affection, and because when I lie in prison or appear in the dock to vouch for the truth of the gospel, you all share in the privilege that is mine. God knows how I long for you all with the deep yearning of Christ Jesus himself. And this is my prayer, that your love may grow even richer and richer in knowledge and in insight of every kind, and may thus bring you the gift of true discrimination. Then on the day of Christ you will be flawless and without blame, reaping the full harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. I am from southwestern Pennsylvania. Any, uh, anybody here uh, from southwestern Pennsylvania, maybe around the Pittsburgh area? Oh, there we go. There we go. Go black and gold. Yeah, there we go. So we have other Steeler fans here. But uh, so anyhow, I'm from southwestern Pennsylvania. And when I was a child, I can still remember as a child, my grandmother uh, taking me down to the bus stop. And uh, we would uh, we would board a, a, a Lincoln coach bus and we'd ride on that bus. We'd ride we'd ride west uh, on Route 30 and uh, take the proper exits, whatnot, and come into downtown Pittsburgh. I remember that our stop was on uh, Forbes Avenue because that was right in front of Kaufman's. And, uh, but we would stop there. And, uh, but I remember going in Pittsburgh, and for those of you who either are from, uh, from, well, if you're from back east, if you've lived back east, you know that in wintertime we have potholes. We just have lots and lots of, of potholes. And I can remember uh, riding on the bus in Pittsburgh and bouncing up and down because of those potholes. Uh, whether they be uh, cars or trucks or buses, in cold weather they, uh, they travel, um, they travel a, a rugged road, a broken road. Well, Paul traveled his own broken road. Uh, at the time of the writing this, his, uh, his letter to the Philippians, uh, he was in prison, probably a Roman prison, and that 
just really wasn't a good thing. That isn't a place that you'd want to be. I mean, it's, it's essentially a dungeon, okay? It's dark, it's dreary, it's probably cold, and it's, uh, more than likely Paul is probably chained uh, to a soldier. All right, just not a good place to be. And uh, Paul writes, I believe it's in Ephesians, he says, uh, he's, I am an ambassador in chains. Now, Paul had probably been in ministry. He had probably traveled uh, for over 20 years at this point when he wrote his letter to the Philippians. So I, I imagine that he is worn out by this point. As a matter of fact, we get an idea or a clue of that uh, when he writes his uh, second letter to the, uh, to the Corinthians. He, he writes, he's, five times the Jews have given me the 39 strokes. Three times I have been beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I have been shipwrecked. I mean, this guy, he had been through it all. Yep. Paul had traveled his own broken road. Well, I've traveled my own broken road. Uh, I am a graduate of Sterling College. Um, And I was a commuter student. I didn't live on campus while I attended uh, uh, school here. And our home, my wife and my home, was north of Lyons, uh, about eight miles on the west side of the road. And we lived in a a small farmhouse there. And um, so I, I matriculated at Sterling College in January of 1983, uh, took a J-term class called uh, Christian Mythology from Sarah McDonald. We studied, uh, of course, we studied Lewis and, and Tolkien and McDonald and whatnot, and um, just took that, enjoyed it, and I took a couple more classes, uh, religion classes then in the spring, and uh, had originally come to Kansas, moved from Indiana, was working for the Forest Service and moved to Kansas, had, had uh, come to Kansas saying the possibility of farming. Uh, Vicky's dad farmed North Alliance, and maybe I'd farm with him. Who knows, maybe one day take over the farm. But I took that class uh, here at Sterling, and there was just somebody, it just caught my interest, you know. Uh, I just really had a passion for that, I really, and that's what I ended up doing, uh, majoring in, in religion and going to seminary and, and becoming a, a minister. But uh, but uh, I remember it was the spring of that year of, of 1983, and my father-in-law, he, he visited. He came up to the farmhouse, and I remember I had read for that morning in my devotion about how uh, Eli helped Samuel discern God's call or will for his life, you know. And I had read that passage of Scripture in the morning, and it just so happened her dad, Max, came up and said, he, his words for me, he said, Jeff, I believe that you're heading for the ministry. Okay, all right. So, uh, began as a full-time student, then in, in, uh, in 1984, and as I say, uh, graduated in um, 1986, May of 1986. Um, here's the thing, guys. So, I graduate from Sterling College uh, with a B.A. in uh, religion and philosophy, and hey, man, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Uh, you know what my first job was when I graduated from college? I worked on, I have to get my direction straight, I worked down here at the Seamont. 
for, for a little bit of time, for a few months. And here's the thing. Not that I was laid off from, from the position, but they had hired a number of workers, and essentially they were overstaffed, so I was bumped. I was let go from working at Seamart after graduating from college. So where do you, th- my wife, my wife will tell you, Vic will tell you, she says, Jeff, that, that was one of your lowest moments in your life. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, so anyhow, uh, just not to make a long story short, I, uh, I didn't, I really didn't know what the next step was. Okay. So I took a year to discern and really I took some, uh, I took Hebrew. I took a year of Hebrew down here as independent study here at Sterling. And, uh, but anyhow, during that time, it just was a, was a time discernment and, uh, I was, uh, I was standing on our back porch. We had a kind of a screened-in back porch of, the, of this farmhouse. And I remember looking out to the west, looking out over the farm fields and just a beautiful Kansas sunset. And I just felt impressed or just knew in my spirit the next thing, the next step for me was to go to seminary. So in uh, summer of 1987, we moved, we moved to uh, Wilmore, Kentucky, to Kentucky. And I matriculated at Asbury Theological Seminary. Was there for five years, had five wonderful years. But I want to share experience with you. Um, It was um, really about two years before I graduated. uh, I had a neighbor who was pastoring a a little country church out in uh, Bath uh, County, Kentucky. And he said uh, he and his wife were getting ready to go with Wycliffe. And he said, uh, ran into him, he said, Jeff, would, would you be interested in taking over my pastorate? And I said, sure, why not? Well, this church kind of had a Presbyterian background. It's, this was a church that practiced. You, you call pastor, you know, to come. And uh, so I went out there. I went out to this church and preached. Didn't hear anything back from them. And uh, finally, so, so I called the uh, ma- matriarch of the church, Mary Chandler, and I said, well, have you guys decided anything? She said, well, we like your preaching, but we was hoping to get somebody who plays the piano. I said, well, I play the guitar. And she says, well, let me talk to everybody. And I'll, so uh, uh, she did, and they extended a call, and I ended up being their pastor for, for, for two years. And, uh, but I remember the, the first Sunday that I conducted my uh, service as their pastor. We had a little Mazda 323 hatchback at the time, and uh, Vicky and I and the two kids, we all we all piled into that uh, that ha- that car after the service. And I remember driving down the road just a little bit and came to the stop si- to, to a stop sign, and I just and I I looked down the road and I said, "Yep, this is what God wants me to be doing with my life." So. Uh, graduated uh, then in uh, May of 1992 uh, from Asbury and um, was appointed to the Cocker City Glen Elder United Methodist Churches in, in June of 1992. Served there for, for three years. Uh, then I was appointed to the, uh, uh, the, Hutch, uh, the Mitchell Chapel United Methodist Church, which is down on 56th Avenue, one of the arteries as you go in uh, to Hutch. Uh, served there for six years. Then I was appointed to the Satanta United Methodist Church, which is out in southwest Kansas. Was there a little over five years. Next, I was appointed to the Anthony United Methodist Church and was there a little over four years. Um, And my next appointment was the Goddard United Methodist Church. And I was there for only three months. 
And here's what happened. Well, I had been pastoring for about 22 years. And by that time, in all the all the stuff. Everything that goes along with pastoring kind of caught up with me. But not all the, only the responsibilities of pastoring. There were, uh, Vicki and I had just bought a home, never did that before in my life. So I had that, that emotional drain. Uh, plus we had some family issues that we were dealing with at the time and, and, and it all just kind of caught up with me, you know. So I crashed and burned. And uh, <laughs> that was in, it was the end of September, four years ago, in uh, 2011, and uh, I needed to go on leave. I went on leave for, for nine months, and um, during that time, I rested. I had my uh, call confirmed, and I stumbled my way back into ministry. Fortunately, I had a friend who was a district superintendent. Uh, for the Wichita, Wichita East District, and he was able to put together a little two-point charge for me in, uh, in the El Dorado area, uh, east of uh, Wichita. And it was only a three-quarter time appointment, and so I served there. I had been serving there for the, uh, for the last three years and uh, just had a, a marvelous experience there and more or less kind of got my, my pastoral legs back underneath me. And in uh, July 1st of this year, I was appointed to the Sterling United Methodist Church. Full time. See, I've had my own broken road. Now then, I don't know if you're an alumnus here. I don't know if we have any alumni in the sanctuary, not sanctuary, in the room this morning. Um, But uh, I dare say that you're probably a little bit older and maybe you've uh, traveled your own broken road. Uh, by this time, you, you get up a few years, you've, you've put on a few years, you know, uh, either maybe you've had a, a prolonged or a serious sickness, or maybe you, you have a loved one who's had a serious sickness. Um, I, we have faculty and staff here this morning, and uh, maybe you think you're traveling a broken road. You know, if it, People only knew your, the breadth of your intellect and talent. If they only knew how much experience uh, that you have in your field. I don't know if those are your sentiments, but I just ask you to continue listening. Um, we have a lot of students here this morning. And I dare say a lot of you have probably traveled a broken road. Uh, maybe uh, your parents have divorced or separated Uh, Perhaps you've had a friend who has died from suicide. So, if you have traveled a broken road, and you are a Christian, you have given, you have dedicated your life to Christ, I have good news for you. (laughs) Listen to me well. God will Accomplish his plans for your life. You got to believe that. God will accomplish his plans for your life. 
There's a, a story told about a, a fellow who he traveled to America from Germany. Uh, this was back in 1958, and he boarded the USS Butner and uh, traveled first. He uh, traveled or uh, sailed through the uh, to the North Sea and then in the North Atlantic. And he just writes about how he, you know, all he could see was water. Looked to the north, water. Looked to the east, every direction. All there was was water, and all he could hear was the monotonous. Uh, tone of the uh, of the engines and um, finally after a period of time he said he looked to the looked to the north there was nothing but water looked to the east and south there was nothing uh, but water but when he looked to the west it was a bright beautiful morning and he said he saw the statue of liberty he had reached home you know the journey of faith is like that. I mean, <laughs> we, we face waves of opposition. And, and we uh, will things ever change? Will things always be the same? Will this go on and on and on? And we wonder, Christ, are you asleep at the wheel here? I mean, what's going on? Where are you, you know? Here's the thing. If you're like me, you finally reach a day or you reach a point in your life that you realize that God has been leading you all the way. All the way. All the way. Um, you see, there's, there, there's not only comfort, but there is peace in trusting in the providence of God. Uh, Gordon uh, D. Fee has written in a New International Commentary on the Bible, his commentary on Philippians. Believers in Christ are people of the future, a sure future, that has already begun in the present. They are citizens of heaven who live the life of heaven, the life of the future, in the present, in whatever circumstances they find themselves. There was a, a song, uh, it's been written a number of years ago, it's called uh, uh, Bless the Broken Road. And... Uh, uh, Rascal Flats, he recorded the song, and um, I don't, the song is essentially about a guy who's had, uh, he's had a number of, of loves in his life, and uh, he basically says that, that all these loves have led him to his one true love. But there's a line in the song that goes like this, it goes, it was all part of a grander plan. Please believe me that there is a grander plan. Uh, Proverbs 16.9 says, The mind, the human mind makes plans, but the Lord directs 
the steps. So I say to you, I don't care if you're getting ready to graduate. I don't know where you are. Maybe you're a freshman. I, I, I really don't know. But uh, trust in the Lord's leading.